Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Spooky Movie Squad. This is episode 110. Damn, son. God, that sounds great to say. Uh, Chapter two in the month of honorable mention. So this is the month where movies that kind of slipped through the cracks that we wanted to do and who never got to it. And uh, 100%, this is one movie that slipped through many Many cracks. Uh, yes, my uncle. <laughs> many, many cracks. Since like our second episode of yes. last year. Yeah, like, when we started this podcast. Since, uh, October 2nd of 2019, yeah. we have had this request. Yeah. Our uncle Mike, um, he would he was like, this is great. This is great. And then it just, his comments devolved into Jacob's Ladder. Fucking watch this goddamn movie. Yeah, it was like watch Jacob's Ladder. Watch Jacob's Ladder. We think you're. I think you really like it. Jacob's Ladder. Just Jacob's Ladder. That's He's it. like, hey, no, this- no extra words anymore. Yeah, Jacob's Ladder. <laughs> hey, do you guys know if it's gonna rain tomorrow? Jacob's Ladder. I'm like oh, on okay. every status we ever post Okey-doke. on both of our pages. So, Mike, <laughs> we have finally gotten to it. A Hooray! year, a year and a few months later, it feels like more years because COVID. This year has been, been forever. Seventy-seven years. <laughs> but we finally <laughs> got to it. And Dag Nabbit was this movie a uh, lot. Movie. It, it it was actually a lot. So I. It was something. This this That's was for sure. Uh, it ties into War Month, and Katie and Emma they're, they're starting to pick it up. Uh, we're gonna get a couple episodes. We're going slow. Sorry about it. Yeah, that's all good. Life. <laughs> yeah, life. <laughs> But uh, yes, so uh, if you don't know anything about Jacob's Ladder, uh, this Ooh, boy. movie, it looks older, but this bad boy came out 1990, November yeah, 7th, dude. 1990. And um, it is the story of a Vietnam, right? Mm-hmm. A soldier that comes back from Vietnam and his developing hallucinations. His PTSD. Yeah, PTSD. Flashbacks and, and yeah, stuff. It's just his whole world is starting to just crumble. Yes. And then it seems like he's getting attacked by these faceless monsters and there's demons. And it's just his whole world is just starting to just morph into something terrible. And so it's him trying to get a hand on what the fuck is happening to him. And then there's questions <laughs> brought up about what happened in Vietnam. Maybe things. Things aren't what they seem. Yes. Uh, in Vietnam, things aren't what they seem in the real world. Like uh, it's, it's a trippy psychotherapy. It is a mind fuck and a half. Yes. Uh, this, good lord. This movie was a lot. Uh, it was good. I liked it. It was crazy. It. Uh, this was my first time watching it. I remember hearing about this a lot. And the whole time I was trying to figure it out and now seeing the end of it, which we'll go over in a little bit, I was like, oh, Okay, that was a big old clue. I should have picked up on that. But metaphors elude me sometimes in movies. Usually I catch on, but I was like, that makes way more sense why he said it like that. So so I can't wait to talk about the ending of this movie. I'm just going to leave it there because I cannot wait to talk about the ending to this yeah. movie. Uh, yeah, Katie and I, we were getting ready for bed when we watched it. And we're, Katie's like, so do you think this happened or that? I'm like, I think it's a little of that. So yeah. we'll get to there. Uh, but this movie is a lot. Um, it's like, um, oh, what's the drug one, Micah? Uh, the movie. There's there's one of those mind trip movies, and it's all about people on drugs. I can't remember the name of it to save my life. Fight Club? Nah. 
That's like schizophrenia. The only ones I can think of are like Seven and Eternal Sunshine and Memento. And that one's not really druggy, but that one's no. weird. What's the one with the baby on the ceiling? And Obi Wan sees it and he starts screaming. Train spotting? Was it train spotting? Hey, future Otis, you know what movie I'm talking about? Something to a dream. Requiem for a dream? Requiem. Oh, yes. Requiem. Requiem for a dream. Yeah, with Jared Leto and. I've never um, seen that. That's a lot. Me yeah, either. that movie's that like, movie is one of my all-time favorite movies. He wants it's me incredible. to watch it. I've never seen it. It's a lot. Yeah. It is. It is a lot. Yeah, that's like the best definition of it. That movie's a fucking lot. That's how I felt about this movie. Yeah, well, yeah, that one's rough too. So that, that kind of reminds me. It's in that same vein. It's just a lot, and there's tons of metaphors, and just a lot of spots really just frown and like that. What the fuck does that mean? And then later you're like, oh, okay, I kind of oh, get, get it. Oh, I get it. Yeah. So, uh, Micah, what did you think about the movie? Oh, I thought it was it was hard to follow <laughs> for a lot of it. Like, it just seemed like it was directionless and not going to go anywhere. And <laughs> it, it just, and I, I guess that was the point. And then it just, it ended. Like, it didn't, like, nicely come to a close. It just, all right, this is the ending right here. Oh, okay. <laughs> but you know i i want to talk about the ending so bad but i'll wait until we you yeah. know go through the synopsis and everything i'm i'm really trying hard here because yeah. i really want to talk about the ending yeah we'll get but, there in a little bit <laughs> um i did love the fact that everything that he saw and was trying to make sense of and he thought he was going in the right direction all of a sudden like he'd wake up and like it would be totally different. Yeah. He'd be like, what the fuck just happened? Or he'd be like, no, what is happening? I just talked to this guy. Or, you know, wait, why are you changing your mind now? You know, and so yeah. everything that he was going towards just would take a left turn and would be totally different. And it's like, oh crap, how do I fight through this? This movie felt to me like most of this movie, anyways, felt to me like the beginning part of Inception. Where they're kind, they're like describing the process of inception and showing you the like the one time, like just into the one dream, not into the like dream in a dream in a dream in a dream, whatever the fuck, like eight dreams later, but just the single dream where people would like wake up and recognize like something weird had happened but couldn't quite place where it was and they weren't in the place. Yeah, you know, you wake up out of the out of the general inception and you're not in the place where you think you're supposed to be because that's not where you were in your dream. That's very much how this film felt, but like the whole time. Cause he, yeah. like you said, he kept, he kept having these like, so he would fall asleep in one instance and then he would wake up and be somewhere completely different. And what had happened prior to that all seemed like a dream to him. And then he would go to sleep and he'd wake up again or something traumatic would happen in that reality that he was in. And then he'd end up back in the other reality. And he couldn't quite figure out where he was. It was weird. Yeah. Yeah. Emma? I would have to agree. Um, no, I'm on the same page as everybody. The opening, really, I was like, okay, uh, this is a war movie. That's great. What the fuck just happened? Like a literal <laughs> what like huh and then I was that for the rest of the movie like I kept looking over at Micah and I was like did we skip something did did some I missed something 
<laughs> what was that? <laughs> yeah. This, but, yeah. It was a whole lot of what the fuck. It was, I mean, it was great. It really got me all fucked up in head, but that was a lot to keep yeah. up with. It, thinking about it now, um, it, and it's funny, some reviews talked about it. They were like, it, it's one of those movies where you, you can watch it once and it's like, damn, that was crazy. And some people won't go back because it's just, it won't hit as hard. And some people yeah. go back because they'll see more things. And it's like, oh, that makes more sense now. And yeah. I, I can see myself watching this again because there's a, there was a lot of things. Like I said, there were metaphors and people would just say phrases. And then make a look. Yeah. And then it's like, uh, okay. okay. It makes way more sense. So, uh, yeah. like like we all said, uh, everyone seemed to enjoy it. It was just weird. It, this is a weird one. Uh, I would say... It's really not that scary. There were a few no, spots this where is like the least horror horror film, but it's bothering. We've yeah, watched. Yeah, it it, it it's make... unnerving. Yeah, it yeah. There... it makes you uncomfortable. Yeah, there... psycho thrillers. Yeah, there are things that happen. Yeah, like that was a lot. Like yeah. oh shit. <laughs> and so uh, yeah, no, this one's great. I would say if you haven't seen it, give it a shot. If you have seen it, I then... still. Yeah, I mean, we we cast a pretty wide net with a lot of the movies we watch. I mean, I I think yeah. this fits perfectly oh, yeah. into what we you know what we are watching and stuff like that yeah it's just like not i don't know most of the films that we watch there's like a it's either slashery like you mm -hmm. know everyone in this movie's getting cut up or yeah jumpy like oh that monster like disappeared i wonder when he's gonna ah! like shit it popped out you at mean me. you mean there's a bad guy Oh, shut up. <laughs> Fuck you, Micah. <laughs> no, there doesn't have to be a bad guy. It's just the same dude, just crazy. Sometimes he's sane, sometimes he's not. <laughs> Fuck you, Micah. Sorry, Go to bed. another conversation we were already having listening. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. So, uh, like always, we'll take the weights off this bad boy. Do some in-depth depth. In-depth in talk <laughs> about this movie. In-depth telling you the story we're of gonna, this film. We're going to end up at the end when we talk about it right now. <laughs> Get to that ending. <laughs> so, we'll end-depth uh, where we start. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, give it a shot. But so, Jacob's Ladder, this one starts in uh, 1971. Uh, Jacob mm -hmm. uh, Singer, I'm going to call, call, probably call him Tim Robbins. Uh, so Tim Robbins, he's chilling out in Vietnam with all his friends. He's got the guy from Pulp Fiction there and Eric LaSalle. He was in Coming to America. And ER. And ER. <laughs> uh, tons of famous people, young famous people chilling out. Bing Rames. Yeah. And then they're just under attack. And then some people just are starting to just spit up blood and just have seizures. And yeah, people are getting sick. Well, and they're. Tell why. They're passing around a joint too, and you know, right? They're they're in Vietnam passing around a joint, and <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then just all hell breaks loose, and then we see Jacob get stabbed by an unknown just assailant an by an arm. Yeah, and then you just see his face; he's just confused by the stab, and then he falls down, and then he wakes up on a subway in New York, and so uh, time has gone by, and so he got back from Vietnam. He survived his like gut wound <laughs> he's now a postman yeah he's now he's a postman in new york and it just shows like 
you know, how much love a lot of these vets get when they get back to the city, back to normal life. And the just, answer is zero love. Yes. And all the PTSD and all the things they have to deal with. And so he is in uh, four years, three or four years go by. I believe it's like in the 75. Um, and so he is in an apartment with his girlfriend. Jezzy. Jezebel. Jezzy. She doesn't like being called Jezebel. And so um, <laughs> they bring up that someone brings over uh, some pictures. One of his sons, I believe, right? Eli. Random person. Oh, just a random kid. I thought it was one of his kids brings over. No, it was one of his kids. It was one of his it kids. It was, but you don't find that out until later. It's yeah. just that Jesse is kind of a bitch when it comes to his past life. So yeah, <laughs> yeah she said yeah, some kid named Eli dropped me. these off. There will be nobody after me. Bitch, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. She was a mess. <laughs> and so uh, we discover that at some point there was some type of loss. Something sad happened because there's a picture little picture of Macaulay Culkin and he looks at it and he tears up and it gets really, really sad. And he puts that picture in his wallet. That's a special one. And so something happened to one of his kids. And then, so we're to assume that he got divorced at some point, or maybe he just couldn't mentally handle life and then they broke up. And so they're split off. And so a lot of weird things start happening to him. When he's on the subway heading home, he sees a homeless guy sleep on the ground and he sees a tentacle just kind of coming out of the, the blanket that the guy has as he's That man away. had a penis from hell. Yeah, jeez. Uh, he's almost ran over by a subway. <laughs> Katie was mad because he's standing like he's trying to choose which way to go. And I want to tell Katie, he was right at the crossroads. That's why he didn't know which way it was going to go. And he had to wait. And so he's like, yeah. right. And he dives. Uh, it seems like he's just getting attacked by things. And so... He keeps seeing these vibrating figures, these people that their heads are just going super, Shaking. super fast. And it happens in a lot of movies. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just creepy. And so all these things are happening. Uh, he tries to visit his doctor at the VA hospital. But then uh, the, the lady in charge tells him that there was no one there with that name. And, and there's no record of him being a patient there. And he starts getting mad and louder. And then her hat falls off and she has like a head wound. It was like blood in the back of her head. Yeah. And then he freaks out and like runs roots off. roots growing out of it. Yeah, it, it's just weird. And so uh, someone tells him that his doctor died from a car explosion. Mm -hmm. The first of many car explosions in this movie. Uh, it's just weird stuff. And so at a party, um, he he's at a party chilling out with Jesse. Uh, the psychic tells him that he's already dead. And he's like, you have no future, man. Like, I'm looking at your palm and like your lifeline is like short. Like, you're dead, bud. And he's like, eh, that's funny. He's like, okay, well, I'm gonna leave now. She's like, you're, you're like dead, <laughs> seriously. And so he scoots off and Jesse's on the dance floor partying and he dances for a little bit. Then he's like, when he has a panic attack. Yeah, he's, he's like, I don't really feel that good. And so he glances back and Jesse is dancing with this guy. But she's fucking him on the floor. Yeah, and then he turns into this, they don't show it fully, but it's got wings, hair, claws, and tentacles. This thing is like having sex with her. And then like get, something that just pierces through her body. Stabs it, his horn through her face. Yeah, it's, oh man, it's so weird. And so yeah. he freaks out and just eats it on the floor. Yeah. And then Jesse, this is what, evidence number 17 at this point of why she's not a good person. She thinks that he's just like, 
messing around. He's like, why'd you freak out in front of all my friends? I'm so embarrassed. And he's like, I don't feel good. She's like, yeah, whatever. I was in a war, bitch, and we were at a party with strobe lights and hella people in like this tiny claustrophobic area. Like, this is maybe not the best place to take me. Yeah. You, know? you dumb hoe. And so uh, gives does a little temperature thing on him, and it's the whole thing is full. Like, he is way too high. 106 degrees. And so we're like, you're going to die before we get to the hospital. And gives him an ice bath and he is in pain that probably has to hurt yeah. uh but he survives and it's, it's just crazy and so every time he like closes his eyes he's either back in vietnam and we see more of that day after he got stabbed or he wakes up and he's back at with, home with, with his, his wife and kids yeah <laughs> and so he's like i had the weirdest dream that i was like dating this uh, other girl from from work from work and it's like it was so weird and it's just and so at that point you're starting to question like wait is he is he schizophrenic yeah is he What's, dreaming all this or it, it, it's just, it definitely feels like a fight club situation like he's <laughs> he's imagining this or he has you know he has a some family on the side or some shit like there's something weird happening. it's a lot yeah yeah so uh jacob he gets in touch with some of his um his vet friends from platoon mates. And so he's talking to them and uh, all of them are dealing with the same experiences, the same issues. They're all seeing monsters. Yeah. And then one of them actually explodes in a car. He can't handle the monsters anymore. Yeah. He question mark explodes himself. Yeah, No. So Jacob sees a quarter on the ground. He's like, Ooh, a quarter. And then the quarter like rolls away and he's like, oh, come back quarter explosion. And he's like, oh God, and flies away. Uh, This movie's crazy. And there's so many questions. It's a Uh, lot. He's constantly getting like almost ran over by cars with weird jiggly people in them. And so um, they get in touch with a lawyer, Jason Alexander, a very young (laughs) Jason Alexander. With hair. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so the lawyer is like, hey, you know, we might have a case here because this is crazy. And, you know, maybe they got, you guys got drugged with something or maybe there's something, something's happening with you mentally. Then later on, you find out that he's like, none of you were actually in the war and you just came up to me with a cockamamie, like bullshit story. And he's like, what are you talking about? Like we were in the war. He's like, nope, could, can't find any of your names there. You guys are just weird and like pulling my leg. And then all his friends are like, no, we're done. We don't want to fight this anymore. And it's just, uh, it, <laughs> it feels very much like a government conspiracy like the government has wiped you know not necessarily wiped their memories like men in black style but has wiped their records like wiped the fact that they ever served has paid off his friends so that they won't talk to him won't pursue any legal course yeah. of action against the american government like it's very it's all it's it's a I mean, we've said it 900 times. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much going on that you're like, I'm a little concerned. Yeah. So uh, towards the end, uh, he's grabbed by these guys in suits as he beats up Jason Alexander, kind of. And so uh, he escapes the car after a whole lot of fighting and injures himself. He's all types of fucked up. And he ends up uh, in a hospital and uh, everyone tells him that uh, that he has been killed and he is home. He's like, I just want to go home. And he's like, no, you are home, Jacob. Like, this is where you're supposed to be. And the hotel, uh, the hospital just slowly devolves into this gross, like, Santa, like, crazy house. 
and there's like yeah. blood mm-hmm. and body parts everywhere. Every time they take a left turn, there's more things, scary things everywhere. And so his family ends up there and they tell him like he'll be out in like a month and he'll he'll heal up. And then his kid hits him with like one of the funniest lines. He's like, hang in there, dad, because his body's all fucked up. His like legs are hanging there. And I was like, yeah, at first solid. I was like, what a dickhead <laughs> kid. But Katie's like, that was a pretty good dad joke. I was like, that was. <laughs> Macaulay Culkin, hang in there, dad. <laughs> and so, uh, not Macaulay Culkin, other kid. Other kid. The middle kid. It was solid. And so his buddy, Lewis, the chiropractor, runs in that bad boy. He's like, where's Jacob? Get him the fuck out of here. And he fights his way out and like takes Jacob from the hospital. He's like, he doesn't belong here. Because they try to do like some insane back surgery on him. Yeah. His paralysis or whatever the fuck. And the chiropractor was like, uh no he doesn't need that i can just like stretch him out and make him unparalyzed yeah and so lewis gets him home and he tells him (laughs) stories uh i forgot which what some christian mystic some story about when you're in hell it seems like demons are torturing you but they're just trying to get rid of the part that's hanging on the part that wants to stay and then when you mm-hmm. get past that and you accept death, then they turn into angels. He tells him the story while he's stretching them out. And then he's like healed again. He's like, you good, buddy? He's like, yeah, thanks, man. Like, you're like the one person in this world that like cares about me. And he's like, yeah, like Lewis, that good guy, Lewis. I love him. Yeah. And so uh, Jacob's called by this guy um, and he tells him like, hey, I know what happened to you guys in Vietnam meet me in this like creepy place and I'll tell you the story. So we find out. Always come to the shady spot and I'll tell you this, <laughs> yeah. this shady In front of a coffee pot underneath an overpass. I'll tell you right? the shady uh-huh. shit. And so the crazy guy tells him that uh, he was a chemist in the chemical warfare division. And so they designed a drug called the ladder. And it's, it's uh, supposed to unlock like the base desires or base emotion of anger. Supposed to get everybody mad. They're called the ladder. Huh? Their name is the ladder. Oh, <laughs> I saw that the ladder. <laughs> and so um, that drug was. Also, given- but this, oh. the, sorry to interrupt. The, this part makes no sense because it's what actually happened and it'll tie into the end, which we can talk about after. Yep. But it makes no sense. Yeah. Uh, the ending, I was like, this is weird, but. My take on what all of this is kind of makes sense of that. Yeah. So uh, so he tells him about the this drug and all of his platoon mates were given this drug to test it out. They had to test it on someone. And so that's what we saw. People freaking out, people just bleeding from the inside and people Rage attacking drug. each other. And then you find out- It happens in comics a lot. Yeah, he got Rage stabbed. Drugs by one of his buddies and that's why he had the look on his face that he did he was the like look, yeah. that's like katie running at me with just like a stabby thing and i was like katie what the fuck and i just I fall mean, over i'm <laughs> <laughs> screaming trying to like get away from you while you're running at me just, ah! i'm like oh shit, 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 shit. No. but um and so we find out that he got attacked and he survived somehow like everything's weird at this point everything's upside down and so he returns home. He goes back to his family's home and um, he goes in. Yeah. And so he, it seems like he's finally accepting that everything is, that he could be dead. 
but he can't really make that he's no he's accepting that he can't make sense yeah of everything that happened maybe there's, that's, there's, yeah it's not he's just accepting that he can't understand there's no way to understand what's yeah. actually happening to him yeah because of the drug yeah and so at this point we see a tiny macaulay culkin this was the child uh he was teaching him how to ride a bike before the war and he got hit by a car and so this kid was gone and so we see macaulay he culkin gets hit by a car while he's away at war Okay, but it, it shows yeah. teaching him how to ride. Yeah, yeah. So he's teaching him how to ride before he leaves for the war. And then Macaulay Culkin like went to go get baseball cards or some shit and then dropped his baseball cards in the street and then gets run over by a car. Yeah. Because earlier in the movie, he's when he's explaining it to Jesse, I wanna say, he explains that he died like four months into me being in Vietnam. Yeah. Was. Okay. So uh, we see Macaulay Culkin pop up and he says, like, time to go home. It's okay, daddy. Yeah, like, it's, it's, time to it's, go it's okay. It's time to go. And they head up the staircase to a bright light. And then the scene goes back to 1971 and the doctors declare him dead. And so he's like, like, wow, he put up a really good fight to stay alive. But man, he looks really fucking happy like yeah. as he dies and i was like this is like a twilight zone episode <laughs> a really long twilight zone episode yeah and so jacob's dead he, he was dead the whole time yeah finally i got the ending i wanted hooray <laughs> uh this one's crazy um yeah i i didn't think he was dead the whole time no, but, he wasn't dead the whole time he was well no the, was dying way. but then you brought up inception because we were talking about it and so that's why I assume this whole movie was just, that's why things were falling apart little by little because I assume death time goes a lot slower than a live time or if you're dying in your head, just like Inception, if you jump into multiple people's dreams and like a second is like 10 hours. And so he's like, we got more time to work with to figure out this, to do this and that. And so I just assume that he was dying for five years and then finally, he was getting to the point where his body was breaking down and he was like, oh shit, everything's falling apart and I'm seeing weird shit. Because my body is finally giving up. And so that's why everything got weird for him at this point. And then ending, I suppose, got weird. So uh, this one's crazy. And so we'll, we'll I, get, yeah. I think there is a huge twist to this though that nobody has touched on yet because they call him doctor singer oh the yeah whole time the whole movie and then at the end the guy that's the fucking doctor looks exactly like him and takes his tag and walks away and goes oh his name is jacob singer so was it the doctor that was involved in all of this that also kind of got a piece of something or like that's that's the weird so like are you saying like is jacob the the chemist in no real life no i'm saying the doctor at the very end that said he's gone mm. with the stethoscope no it's used not to him. be doctor something no because like, he wasn't he wasn't a doctor uh, a medical doctor they show his degree there's a point yeah where they show his degree and he has a doctorate in the arts yeah he is not a medical doctor they call him yeah doc because he's learned like you would yes because he because he has a master's yeah but it, it was it was just one of those like 
am not shamanan and see that's why that's why the scene that's why the scene with the chemist makes no sense other than i think that was the executives trying to put some definition into the movie like it makes sense that that's actually what happened but there's no way that he would have known that while he was dying yeah so that's my only thing where it's like it doesn't make any sense yeah i assume it's like so I assume that he may have heard that while he was dying and his brain just kind of incepted that idea into it. I assume he's hearing things from the war people as he's mm-hmm. laying there. But how did yeah. the war people know? Because the doctor who's <laughs> taking care of him is also the doctor who stabbed him. Why was there a weird monster thing having sex with his girlfriend? This movie's got a lot of questions. <laughs> well, he'd be his girlfriend in the first place yeah. if he was never think- actually a postman and working in a mail office. So this is this is another thing that I, that because of Emma saying something, now I want this to be the twist ending where it turns out that he was actually the chemist the whole time and got involved. They they promised that he wasn't going to be involved in the action, and then they forced him into the action, and then well, this happened. And, him getting drafted makes complete sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I, it, that would have been an even cooler twist ending if it turned out that he was actually the chemist and ha- didn't know the full extent of what would actually happen. Ooh, that'd be cool. Experienced it firsthand. Ooh. Okay. I mean, that could have been the answer. We don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's go through this and go over everybody's favorite character and least favorite character. So, Katie, you want me to go first? Yeah. Okay. I'll go first. So my favorite character is my boy. This is the the dude that came in clutch at the end and saved the day. My boy, Louie, the chiropractor. Uh, the whole time, he was the nicest guy, full of smiles, mm-hmm. cracking backs. He was just a good dude the whole time. There was no added shit to him. And so it's part of my seven words, but I honestly think that he was some type of like guardian angel. He was there to like seriously guide him through all of this because he was the only one that really seem to care about him everybody else had something to him they had a different side but louie was just like no nah, man i just want to make sure you're like as good as you can be because i need you just thinking about this and, and i thought it was cool he ran into the hospital and was like nope nope he's not staying here and he just fights his way out and scoots him off i thought it was really cool but louie was amazing i loved it in this movie so he was great michael uh i'm gonna say jacob's my favorite character for a guy having to deal with all this shit, he held it together pretty goddamn well. Yeah. And, you know, in the end, he did want to figure out what the hell happened to him. But all, you know, once he saw that picture, it was like, my son, my son, it, you know, I'm going to go be with my son now. You know, when he finally gave up at the end, it was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with my kid. Yeah. So, I mean, he held it together the best he could and, you know, put up a hell of a fight. but yeah yeah i'm i did like lewis or louie or whatever um i did like jacob but i didn't really attach to anyone like i felt for macaulay culkin and for his wife like that hurt watching them through the movie like there were great characters but i i never really latched on to anybody i was trying to keep up that's it yeah i'm like what segment are we currently in because yeah i agree i didn't really 
I didn't really attach to any one character as my favorite. Um, I love Macaulay Culkin and everything that he's ever been in. Um, and I don't know how the fuck he went uncredited in this. Like, what bullshit? I know, right? Um, I liked a lot of the random supporting people that like went on to later be famous like lewis black was in this movie and Mm -hmm. uh max medina from gilmore girls was in this movie yeah ving rames ving rames eric lasalle like there was a lot of really cool people oh yeah in this film that were just kind of like i had no idea i mean i didn't really know anything about this film going in but i liked all the supporting people i guess or a bunch of the supporting people so I don't really have a favorite. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, that was everybody. Okay, so least favorite characters. Oh, I definitely got a least favorite. Yeah, I know you did. So who is it? Fuck Jazzy. She was a piece of <laughs> yeah. shit. Yeah, consensus pick right here. Yes. Yeah, she, she was, was the character in this film. Like, she saves his ass one time when he's like, has that fever. But all the rest of this film, she is just like picking away at him, like emotional abuse for sure. Like, oh, I don't like it when I don't like things that make you cry. Let me throw away all these pictures of your fucking kids. Bitch. Yeah. Ooh, I was no. so pissed. And he's like, and she's like, you 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 talk about you, you Sarah's always on your mind. And he's like, I never bring her up. And she's yeah. like, you don't have to. And it's just like it's like what the fuck? like so, so this a lot of my hatred for her comes before you really know what's happening in the film like you don't really understand what's happening to him because you don't figure it out till the very end or they don't really reveal it until the very end but a lot of the shit that she does before like leading into that ending is just so shitty and when you get to the end you realize it's because she's a demon or whatever trying to yeah make him be bad or lure him to be a bad person um but yeah she's just like super shitty and she blames him for like passing out at that party and she just everything she does is so bitchy and i'm just like why yeah uh, ditto on that. I don't have anything to add. She was crap. No, nope. I thought she was gonna be cool at first because I remember her from um, La Bamba. Uh, no, she was a voice of Mirage in Incredibles, and she was in. Yeah. Yeah. Damn it, she was in something else because I remember her. I remember her from La Bamba. So she was really cool, but it's just like <laughs> Mrs. Valens. She was in Rush Hour. She was the the Bomb Squad. Yes. Lady in Rush Hour. That's what I remember from. She's pretty, but um. But no, I it, it yeah, she's crap. So I I think yeah, that's a consensus. She was she was crap. She's the crappiest crap person in this movie. Man, that cat, she runs so damn hard. Okay, so let's do seven word synopses. Okay, so I'll go first because mine. Uh, Jacob's guardian angel was his damn chiropractor. Uh. When it finally hit me, I was like, that's so fucking cool. Like, he's out here snapping his back. He's like, oh, man, you're all jacked up. He's like, there you go, buddy. Yeah, I love you. I wonder how many people, like, went to the chiropractor immediately after watching this movie. (laughs) So I'm not going to lie. I was jealous watching that happen. I'm like, man, I miss the chiropractor. So I read that they actually had a real chiropractor go over the the moves with him. Uh, Danny, Danny, damn it. He was in a lot of things. Aleo? Something like that. Yeah. I remember in Harlem Nights, but uh, they actually had him go through the. the oh, Aiello. Aiello. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, they had him go through the real moves of chiropracting, and then later on, for like a big chunk of his life, people were like, "Thank you for really showing how we do things," because people like to just fake, like, "Yeah, I'm just work out." And your then arm they add in the crack blah. sounds, yeah. Yeah, and they were like, "No, this is how you really do it." And I thought that was really cool for such a weird. They definitely, they definitely em- em- added emphasis on the crack sounds, though. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. I've watched some videos like of modern uh chiropractor stuff and that shit gets loud yeah well, some yeah, people just pop hell never loud. get their spines adjusted so the spines are like pretzels they're like well time to just break you in half sir okay uh, uh katie okay uh veil between life and death is trippy accurate yeah, that's that's the truth yeah that was a lot was figuring out that this whole film was just him almost dying like being right between life and death makes so much sense when you finally get to when you're done with the movie and like oh yeah that all of these different scenes like i get it that made sense now there's a this pieces together well if you think of it from that viewpoint it's a really cool fucking idea yeah but before you know any of that it's just a fucking weird movie and you're just like what the fuck yeah, <laughs> you're just confused. Like, what the fuck? Why was there like what a weird this? monster thing at that party? What does that mean? I, I feel like I feel like that's why nobody wants to go back and ever watch it unless they're showing it to somebody because it's like, man, great ending. But what the fuck was everything before that? And then the, the <laughs> writers and and people in the background going, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. That's what we want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Micah. Uh, finally, the writers listened to my idea. Wait, yeah, you counted correctly. Okay, yeah, when you were what, like, born? This movie came out the year you were born. Year after, come on, give me a little bit more credit than that that year. Little baby Mike is like, you should do this in a movie. Oh, this movie was probably already in production when you were born. So, but they listened. That's what matters. All right. You like actually <laughs> over a little Micah fetus floating above. Literally in birth, Micah's like, he's actually dead. Yeah. They're like, oh. Micah probably watched this film one time when he was like four, just like like someone else was watching it and he caught caught it when he was four. And he's like, that's a really good idea. I'm gonna stick with that for the rest of my life. Forever. And no one's ever gonna do it. But you never knew the name of the movie or any of the people in it. So you were like, no, right? this is a really good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Best idea ever. I can't. Why you gotta? Why you gotta give away? Why you gotta give away my trade secrets? Right. <laughs> okay. So mine are that dude's got a dick from hell. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, what I said. Literally. Exactly. <laughs> and then I said two-hour fever dream wrapped in questions. Yep. And harder to follow than M. Night Shyamalan. Yep. Nice. <laughs> and my alliterative PTSD plagued platoon personnel plunged past purgatory. Yeah. Nice. Damn, Emma. <laughs> it definitely ended better than an M. Night Shyamalan film. Some of the early ones. Oh, much, ended, much better ended, twist. Ended great. The, everything, everything pre the last five minutes of this movie, I was like, one more time? Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Crazy cat. 
Okay, so like I said earlier, this movie came out November 2nd, 1990. Uh, what do you crazy kids think the budget for Jacob's Ladder was? I have to look something up. I need to know when this... 8.2 dollar redo. 8.2. Uh, I'm gonna say 10.6. 10.6. Katie, oh, May. Four. Okay, um... Six mil. Six dollar dues. So the retail price for Jacob's Ladder was twenty-five dollar dues. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> movie was a was a bit pricey. Uh well the, yeah, okay. <laughs> You're like, I will tell you, I will tell you, there was no post-production editing on any of the creepy face shaking weirdos. The guy shot every shot live in four frames per second Mm -hmm. and just had them shake their heads as fast as humanly possible and it would glitch the camera. That's so cool. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I had my number kind of came from like the fact that it's 70s based, but I didn't really think about the fact that it was in the 90s. So they yeah, were the movie 20 looks years old. Well, because they were 20 years removed. Like if this was shot in the 70s, it would have cost like six mil probably. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, but because it was shot in the 90s and made to look like it was shot in the 70s, that adds a lot. Plus, yeah, yeah. I always forget. Well, I don't always forget, but I forgot this time that it's a war film and war films are expensive as fuck. So, yeah. Yep, yep. Okay. Lots so, of explosion. <laughs> yeah. uh, what do you guys think the box office for Jacob's Ladder was? How much hmm. did it cost? I mean, 25 million 25. for the budget. Do it. 42. 42. 60. 60. Emma? 68. 68. Uh, y'all are cute. Uh, we're not going to do the reset of numbers because everybody went grossly over. Uh, Micah, you're the closest. So the box office for this movie was $26 reduced. <laughs> yeah, they made a million. I mean, yeah. One million dollars. Fuck, that sucks. Uh, this movie, uh, I forgot what came out around it. When was this? 1990? Uh, 1990, November. Because uh, it kind of got blamed on something else came out. And then it was a Vietnam film around the time. Uh, yeah, there was something else came out. And a lot of people weren't. <laughs> you know why this movie didn't make any money? Because Macaulay Culkin's other big hit hit the box office. Home Alone. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Home Alone wrecked every single box office record of the year 1990. They still fucking does. raked the floor with every other movie. Yup. Yeah, so they were saying that just the the way it came off, a lot of people weren't the most happy oh, with it. Oh, it opened later. Because, it, because you know, it, it's kind of going over war and, you know, saying some real shitty things about it. And so... So that actually came out two weeks later. Damn. Oh, this movie? No. Uh, Home Alone came out on the 16th. 
this movie came out the second you saw? Yeah. Graffiti Bridge. Whatever <laughs> the fuck that is. Okay. <laughs> uh, but no, this this movie. Uh, it's it, a sequel to Purple Rain, is what Graffiti Bridge is. Yeah. Also, <laughs> I beat Otis in fantasy this week. Otis, you understand my reference to your team name, right? Because you you bet you bet on Vikings and and you pit, you, you failed you bet on purple. <laughs> four point. I need four points. He needed to just catch one thing, and then he, he was and he was he kept texting me. He's like Micah. Yeah. Hey, Micah. <laughs> Getting close. I'm like, oh, he'll catch one more thing. I'm Gucci. I'm Gucci. And then he didn't. Uh, so a lot of the, <laughs> a lot of the reviews of this movie, uh, like uh, old Roger Debert, our buddy that loves all scary movies. Uh, he said it was thoroughly painful and depressing, well, but it was the mo- one of the most pow- powerfully written, directed, and acted films. He just said that, like, it, I felt like shit when I got out of the movie. He's like, I yeah. don't really want to watch it again. Like, it just, it's sad. It's a sad-ass movie. Um, yeah, it's a lot of people said, like, they just wanted out. It, it's just so depressing. Like, you know, this dude's trying his best. And it's like, oh, you were dead the whole time. I'm like, oh, fuck, man. Like, like he seemed like a it's pretty like, good dude. It's like that episode of, of Family Guy. And it's like, won't that just piss a lot of people off when they realize that none of it was real? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like the uh, Futurama episode with the, with the dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that was sad. That really happened. Yeah. That was, but the, yeah well, it was so sad. did this, oh, apparently. I hate, I hate that episode. It always makes me feel bad. Jacob's Ladder was the number one grossing film that weekend. Yeah, and then everybody was done watching it. <laughs> and then Child's Play 2 came out. Damn, that's a good one. There you mm. go. So, uh, the legacy of this movie, there were, I forgot to bring it up. And uh, Home Alone. Tons of video games. <laughs> All the way to January. <laughs> uh, tons of video games like bring up this movie as like inspiration. The Silent Hill games. Uh, 100% pulled from this. Um, people end up in this creepy ass town and it's all off of like emotions and and memories and fears, which makes all the monsters and stuff. It gets really deep. There's one, this guy is looking for his wife that left him and then it's like, oh, maybe she didn't run away. Maybe he did something to her and yeah. he's, you know. So it's a lot of these weird things like that. And it's a lot of PTSD from all the characters in it. Uh, this movie was pretty good. I liked it. It was weird. Agreed. Very weird movie. Uh, it has hit that cult status because in 1990, this movie was, I don't know if it was the right time for it. A lot of people were like, that was a lot. Uh, probably if it came out a little bit later. I I could see this being a very artsy film. You know, very similar to Dr. Cagliari's. Yeah. You know, where it was just like, it was, number one, it was way ahead of its time. And number two, it was like, it felt like individual art pieces instead of one con- congruent movie. Oh, for sure. It was like, which didn't ruin it. It just was super hard to follow. And, and yeah. it was just like, here's the ending. And it's like, okay, yeah. that makes it make sense. But like, see you guys later. Like, you hit me with a two by four instead right. of like easing me into that one. What you got, Katie? Home Alone was the number one film from November 16th, 1990 until february 5th 1991 it spent 12 straight weeks at number one 
dominating the box <laughs> office. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. <laughs> Yeah. Fuck all the other movie. movies that came out from November to February. Yep. Fuck them. Yeah. I, I feel bad for anything, but a lot of people didn't think that movie was going to be as good as it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Home Alone is fucking great. Yep. So, uh, let me see what else. That's all I have. We did numbers that Micah won, though no one won. Y'all all went over, but Micah was closest. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, that's all I got for Jacob Slider. Does anybody have anything to add at the end? No, no, it's a good one. It would be very difficult to watch again, but if I watched it with someone who hadn't watched it yet, mm-hmm. I think it'd be worth watching to watch them watch it. Oh, yeah, yeah, and oh, to see sure. if there was anything that I missed amid the avoiding a seizure and trying to keep up with what was I happening. Will, I will say one yeah. thing speaking of the thing that, like, oh, you missed it or whatever, like the, the very beginning, the train scene where he almost gets run over and then he looks back and there's like a doctor in the background. It's like that kind of makes sense because there were doctors operating on him. So if he was in and out, he'd see a doctor and then kind of put it into his visions. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm curious if there's more scenes like that where that same dude or just people we see in the Vietnam part of just in the background. Cause he like yeah. keeps seeing them. Cause he, I assume he opens his eyes and looks around and then blacks back out. And so I'm curious if any of those people pop up just somewhere in the background, just, just looking at yeah. them doing mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, yeah. This is one of those movies where it's just everything in the background's got a, a reason. There's a cause for everything. I still don't understand that quarter just like sliding down the street and then that car explodes. That was a lot. Yeah, it was all but, a dream. Yeah. <laughs> oh, a quarter. He just like stopped it's his dead totem. in his tracks. It was his totem. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> no, my only question about this fucking film is where the fuck was Kyle Gass? Yeah. He's and, credited as Tony. Yeah. Uh, so Kyle Gass from Tenacious D uh, apparently is in this movie. In some capacity, I I think the ages he's sixty right now, so age wise it would work. He he was alive, obviously. He would have been thirty. Yeah, so he's in this movie Mm -hmm. somewhere. I don't think he has a big part, but Kyle Gass is in this movie apparently, just somewhere. So I remember seeing it and I clicked into it and it went to his like Wikipedia and IMDb. I was like, oh shit, he's in this movie somewhere. So it's weird. So I was trying to look for him, but I couldn't find him. He's somewhere. Yeah, I'm okay. guessing he's one of the soldiers who just like died hella quick. He could have been. Okay. Either, either that or else his scene might have gotten deleted. True. That happens a lot. That's what I was thinking. He's probably yeah. in something I got cut. So if you have any cool fun facts about Jacob's Ladder, you can tweet us at Allentown Pod. We have an email, it is Allentown Presents at gmail.com. We have a Facebook, it is Allentown Presents. So, uh, like always, if this is your first episode, it's a good one. Uh, this one's a weird one. Uh, <laughs> you can tell the real, the really weird mindfucky movies because, like, we're giggling and laughing, but it's not as much laughs because we're all confused. We're like, <laughs> that, That's, that yeah. thing had wings, right? Y'all saw the wings, right? <laughs> that was weird. Yeah. Was that <laughs> that man's penis that was hanging out? <laughs> How did that just roll back up? Right? That was weird. I know. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so if you if this is your first one, uh, go back and check out the 109 other episodes that we have done. God damn. Uh, we've done tons of scary movies from the funny to the Yay. silly to the scariest fuck. There's some really good ones out there. Uh, if you've been here since the beginning, hey, Guido, we're back. We got more episodes. So there you go, bud. Yay. Uh, thank you. So everybody that's listened, uh, we did great in October and we're moving on. 
Christmas, Christmas, Jesus, uh, December is almost here. And so we're going to get some Christmas movies and scary Christmas movies. I'm excited. Katie it's found a Thanksgiving real first, Otis. Right? <laughs> Not in 2020. Who gives a fuck, Micah? <laughs> we in apocalypse times. Who cares? Time is a social <laughs> construct. That wasn't me. That was somebody in the background. Okay. Yeah. Damn. Some dude at their place just like yelling. Somebody mad at their Starbucks coffee cup. Right? <laughs> Happy holidays, asshole. So, uh, no, uh, thank you if you've listened. We have tons of episodes. Ew, that Quiznos rat thing. Katie's looking at her phone. It's like Quiznos rat. Because they are good to us. Hey, this is, I know that this whole is song. Origins. We're talking internet origins. That thing's a fucking dude. Curse. We like I know the I know the whole damn song. The Quiznos one or the real one? The yep. moon one? Oh, no, I don't know the real one. I know the Quiznos one. Oh, see, you're too young. <laughs> you're too young. Spokespeople, <laughs> they were on like- Katie, you're two years older than me. Yeah, and those two years clearly made a difference because you've never heard We Are the Moon. <laughs> so, two years just enough, bud. Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking like it's salad fingers old. Ooh. So, <laughs> oh my God, salad finger. <laughs> oh man, that's a, that's a mess. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, thank you. Get like us out of here, Otis. Huh? <laughs> Get us out of here, Otis. <laughs> uh, this is fun. Like always, we enjoy doing this. And uh, we got what? Two more in mm-hmm. November? Yeah. This month's yep. weird. We probably got two more scary movies and then Christmas. Christmas. Christmas, I'm excited. Krampus, and jingle then... jangle, guys, jingle jangle. Oh, uh, what was that I'm one you so saw? It was like a shark. Oh my! Santa Jaws. Santa Jaws. Oh yes. Can we please just? Can oh. that be an extra honorable mention that all four of us oh, do for the countdown to Christmas? Going to be part of the Christmas movies. Okay, somebody needs to figure out if we can do like a, a live watch and and just live freaking voice over it holy crap mystery that science just sounds, theater that, that shit. just sounds too good yeah uh katie was reading God, it to that me sounds too good and i was like oh that's a mess yep <laughs> that's an absolute yep. mess i'm very excited to watch santa jaws so uh, uh it's yeah. a shark with a santa hat guys <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's gonna be good somebody He's spent real santa money to on put his this fin, together on his top dorsal fin he's got a fucking santa hat and he has like a candy cane horn that he fucking, st- he's like a narwhal shark. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, oh excited. My God. I'm very excited. I saw a little com- Suck peppermint, bitches. I saw, a, I saw a comic that was like, oh, that's a really cool horn you got there. And it was to a narwhal and the narwhal goes, it's actually a tooth. And then the person, the, the animal that said it goes, gross. <laughs> <laughs> amen other animal because that doesn't make any sense why is it a tooth why is it outside of your mouth why is it on top of your head how does it work as a tooth since the point of a tooth is to grind up food your shit don't make any sense narwhal i like that gross (laughs) okay uh so for everyone here uh thank you for listening This, this shit is fun we love doing this and we'll be back next week with another episode okay bye guys bye toots That was spooky?